Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Or do you really know what you're talking about? Well, welcome along to our very, very first historical subject. And in the interest of public decency, uh, I promise at least I'm not going to try doing a singing segue. Uh, I, I was. It's your last chance to moan. It's your last chance to whinge. It's your last... No, it's not going to work, is it? No. Um, is this the first historical we've done? Yes. Wow. Yes. And I, I mean, we haven't even, you know, touched on the Dalek one that's got Winston Churchill in it. This is the first yeah. proper story that is actually, you know, a it, historical event. Is this other than the, um, the very loose, uh, not the person, but the connection, the Liverpudlian tunnel maker um, in the, the Santarum one we did? Is this the first real life characters then? Didn't we have old thingy jig in Canada? We had thingy jig in in uh, at Niagara Falls, didn't we? Old, old oh, oh, Tesla. Te Tesla. Right. Yes. Okay. We've had Tesla. That's almost historical. Yeah, but what we saw in that wasn't a his historical occasion. No. This is a proper historical fact. This yeah. thing happened, uh, didn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, uh, facts is. Uh, we'll get onto that. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, this is this is an actual historical event that. The doctor visits, and I think we can possibly argue that he changes, given that what we see doesn't match what happened in our world mm. much at all. Um, but yeah, it, it's um, yeah definitely a, a historical event. Yeah, that's weird that that we've been doing this for so long and we haven't covered any. Is that is that bias on our part? Do you reckon? I think so. I think yeah. we're drawn to the monsters, aren't yeah. we? We're drawn to the effects. We're drawn to the makeup and stuff like that. So, but uh, mm. yeah, I thought it was about time we did do yeah, one. Because and... you're right about being drawn to monsters. Because that was um, was it Ennis Lloyd or might have been Wiles. Um, that that was the reason that this this story got very very low audience appreciation figures. I'm, I I can I can probably make a guess as to why, but. On the other hand, I'm not sure why, but I think it possibly is because there's no monsters, mm, and that's what people were used yeah. to, weren't they? You know, had um, had Ike Clanton pulled off a latex mask and been off or someone underneath, <laughs> perhaps people would appreciate it more. And and it's really weird. This was this is definitely another one of those ah oh, shut up elder statesman fans in the eighties because this was derided, wasn't it? This was this was considered the worst Doctor Who story ever. Um, the fans considered that this was an abomination. Uh, and um, it's not. No. No, no. Not, by, uh, not by a country mile. No, and there, of course, also is this myth that it's the lowest rated yes. ever one, and it isn't. People were confusing it no. with the low appreciation score. Exactly, yeah. It had got. the lowest appreciation scores, which were weirdly collated anyway. And it's, I mean, it's up to you whether you, you deem that... 30 people you know 
denotes the entire audience. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't the lowest rated um, episode um, by a long shot. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it's definitely renowned for being one to avoid. And hopefully, if you haven't, if you if you're of that view, and you haven't watched it, then perhaps after listening to this, you might give it a go one way or yeah. another. Because I was that fanboy. Mm. You because, were, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm out of all the ones that I could buy, uh, I would, if I saw it, I wouldn't consider it. And the only reason I own it is because it came in a box set, didn't it? Um, yes, it you came said with The Awakening, was. yeah. That's right. And uh, then one day I was a bit bored over breakfast, fancied watching something. It's like, oh, I'll put it on. And I was yeah. very, very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I, I first watched it on UK Gold. They... they um, they were. They used to strip it in the, the weekdays, and then on a Sunday morning they would do a compilation. And I would always record the compilation because it used less tape. <laughs> there was less stopping and starting. <laughs> um, and I sat and watched it, and it was like, "What? I don't understand how this is sort of universally derided and hated." Because um, yeah, it it has many, many, many positive things. Yes. Um, before you saw that UK Gold one, yeah. had you read the Target novel? No, no, I hadn't. Oh read no, the didn't Target it come out late? It came it out came after. Out... Yeah, it was yes. one of the later ones. Um, all I, all I sort of seen was like stills of, of the Doctor with his cowboy hat on, um, and uh, there's a couple of uh, stock shots of uh, them on horseback. Well, not the Doctor, but like to the Clantons on horseback, um, and that was it really. Other than you always got that blurb as. This was the worst Doctor Who story ever, and it killed historicals, which it didn't, because um, we had we had the Highlanders afterwards. Um, yeah, it it's got a lot of myths surrounding this one. Mm, yeah. Luckily, it's got a lot more hits than myths. Anyway. There's something else that rhymes with hits in this as well, but we'll we'll get to oh, those okay. later on. I didn't um, see the horses go poop poop. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm afraid I don't touch alcohol, but uh, a glass of milk and I should be only too delighted. Um, won't you uh, introduce me? Yeah, yeah, give me a pleasure. Doc, I would like you to meet uh, the Clanton brothers. The Clanton brothers. Oh, dear. I mean, uh, how do you do? Hmm? Recognize the name, Doc? Oh, uh, yes, I do indeed, yes. Uh, Stephen, uh, don't you think it's time we were going? Hmm? And not just yet, Doc. We haven't had our little talk about Brother Reuben. Uh, the late Brother Reuben. Oh, yes, I know. Yes, sometimes after a bereavement, it's very difficult to find exactly the right kind of words. The right words? They, Doc, the boys don't want... Uh, they don't want words. They want action. Oh, indeed. Yes, yes, yes. Well, if you take my advice, uh, I would leave it in the hands of the right people. Uh, when the right people happen to be your friends wired up, uh, he's not my friend, no. I would uh, rather call him a casual travelling acquaintance. Well, that ain't the way I heard it. Nor me. Nor me. We heard you and him were close and fleas on a porcupine. Wide up and Doc Holliday. The bottle puncher lawman and the good-for-nothing drunken gambler. Steady, boy. Let's up, handlers. Wait a moment. I think I can begin to see your mistake. It's your mistake that we're interested in, <laughs> But I am not the doc. The man you're looking for is the local dentist. Yes, he has a little shop here along the street. Well, it seems <laughs> to me that's where I found you. Yes, well, I can explain that, you see. And uh, your gun's got his brand on it. Uh, well, uh, yes, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, he lent it to me because... Uh, because uh, Because what, Doc? Uh, well, just until I leave the town, as it were. Hmm? Well, you ain't leaving, Doc. 
Live, that is. Uh, but, excuse me, gentlemen, gentlemen, they must have made a horrible mistake. Stephen, my boy. One word out of your friend regret here, and he gets his. Ah, oh, for Pete's sake, Doc. Tell him your holiday. You can take on all four of them any time. Yes, I'm sorry, gentlemen, but this is Holiday's young girlfriend, and she's only lying to protect him. Now, as I've already told you about this gun. <laughs> My dear young lady, I... I, I Kill I, the next one that moves. Yes, yes, quite so, quite so. Very good idea. Excellent. Well, you heard. Stephen, get their guns. All right, so we're in 1881. Mm. 1881, we? yep. Tombstone, Arizona. Tombstone, um, Arizona. What's really and... interesting is um, you can actually... The, the, there's quite good, um, weirdly, uh, fire service maps of Tombstone from this, this era. It was a massive old place. It yes. wasn't a... Uh, a one-horse town, as as films like to depict it. Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, I mean, to their credit, you know, the BBC did, you know, to some degree, uh, at, attempt a facsimile of the they real did, yes. tombstone, yeah. and some of the uh, businesses that yep. we see, the photographer's shop, etc., etc., were there, although they geographically they're not in the right place. No. Um, well, this this set is impressive. When when you realise it's in Lime Grove Studio D, this this set is impressive. It's not big enough because that's that's sort of one of the the few things that I think people might turn their noses up is is they've got one small half street, but compared to what we see like on other shows and that, I I think the sets the sets and the look of this episode are, are superb. Um, well, I, I'm just astonished. To see that you've actually got horses, yeah, I mean, on that, the set as well. Doesn't that that set for like our, our US listeners that that might sound really weird that like a sign of a high budget show is to have horses. I mean, for for UK for us growing up, ITC shows were a little bit different, but BBC stuff. If you had horses or God forbid a car in it, mm. that was like a sign of wow they've they've put the boat out here, mate. Car. Yeah, and to see him ride on horses, and all, all the horse stuff and all the gunfight stuff is done um, uh, at a, a film studio on film for various reasons. Um, and it, when they ride into town blazing away, it's quite an impressive little sequence. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and I think there's a, this story also suffers from people judging it out of time. Because um, you always get the, the, the criticism for this story is always... I hate the song, the ballad, the last chance saloon. But what you got to remember is that it was it was sort of expected in this era that a Western film would have a a person singing a ballad on it. High Noon yeah. had it. The Gunfight at the Oakia Corral, which this is based on the John Sturges version, that had um, singing narration. Cat Baloo actually shows the singers in it. So this was expected. Um, it's not a great song. And it grates, but this this is what a western would have been, and I think people judge that, and they judge the sort of the look of it. But compared to other BBC westerns at the time, um, even some American westerns, it, it it looks good. It looks okay. Yeah, because of course this is a pastiche, yes. isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's a funny one. It's incredibly funny in yeah, the right it, places as well. Yes. It's a pastiche because at that time, it was coming towards the end, but at that yeah. time, you know, 
every weekend there was a Western on. During the week, Western shows on all the time. Um, the public couldn't get enough of it, you know? Yeah. So this is just riffing on the public desire for Westerns. Yeah, it, it, I mean, almost every comedy show at the time had some form of reference to Westerns. Like, Hancock had a great sort of episode where they, they were talking about Westerns and this, you know, historical stuff and step to it. Yeah, everyone... West, Westerns were huge. I mean, I, I even... This was before I was born, but even when I was a kid in sort of the early 70s, the Westerns still had huge sway. You play, you, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's not politically correct now, but you went out and you played Cowboys and Indians. Yep. You did gunfights, you did draws. Everyone knew about the OK Corral. Um, well, I maintain yeah. still that everything I know or knew when growing up about the Wild West was through watching yeah. Bonanza and whatever. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, yeah, I learned everything I knew by watching Champion the Wonder Horse. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, um, I mean, you know, The Gunfighters is 1966. Even yes. Carry On, the year before, we had yeah. Carry On Cowboy. Yeah, exactly. It was that exactly, prevalent yeah. in society, wasn't it? Yeah, and I, I mean, I like Carry On Cowboy, but I think this is actually a cleverer comedy script than Carry On Cowboy, I what think. What I like, yeah. I mean, the thing about Carry On Cowboy is it's a Carry On film. You're expecting yes. jokes. Yeah. Part of the appeal of the humour of the gunfighters is they'll... Um, because some of it is quite grim, this story. Yeah, it's, you know, it's quite adult. Yeah. People are killed, there's going to be a lynching, yeah. you know, but every so often you'll get a line just come in that you're not expecting that is really, really funny. Yeah, and also you you, you have to praise to the high heavens William Hartnell in this. His comedy timing is <laughs> spot on perfect. We're going to be we're yeah. going to be pointing all these out as yes, we go, yeah. aren't we? Uh, before we get into the story um, about, I just want to say about this set. I think it's quite quaint that, and it takes me back to my childhood. That you know, uh, you can see an awful lot of this set are painted fronts. Yes, yeah. There's no three degree to it. And it just takes me back to very happy times when I was little going to see a pantomime where yeah, the front of the yeah. shops was just painted on cloth. Yeah, that, that's true. I mean, it wouldn't, wouldn't have been quite as noticeable back in the day on the old sets. But I do think, yeah, I think you're right. This is a pastiche and there's, there's a level of wink, wink. Unreality to it, list. isn't yeah, it? And yeah. I, I almost think this works perfectly because... You're drawn into the story, and yeah, you don't care that it's like they walk past painted back. It's the same as Vortis, isn't it? When you see Vortis, mm. it's not. You know, you're not on an alien planet, and I, I like that about Early Who that it. You have to, as an audience, you have to work with the program. Yeah. If you're if you're sat there expecting, you know, Avatar style, uh, swept up in this world, yeah, <laughs> you're probably watching the wrong show, aren't you? But isn't that good? I think that's indicative of yeah. how, you know, TV program makers gave the audience more yeah. maturity than they do now. I don't think anyone back when they were making Doctor Who would go, no, we can't put this up because everyone will criticise it and no one will buy it. You go along with it. It's like watching yeah. the Jerry Anderson shows. They are puppet shows. You can see the wires. But nobody goes, oh, I can tell it's a puppet. You go yeah, along with it. Yeah, you're in partnership with the people making it. That's a good point. Yeah, you're you're going to put a bit of effort into suspending your disbelief, and yes. they're going to reward you by not talking down to you. Yes. Yeah. 
and that's gone away i think somewhat uh, yeah i think i think we're now i think viewers now are just consumers of programs they don't very rarely do you get where you you, you have to make an effort and you put an involvement in mm, yeah. um, especially in this this day of streaming and you know everything's at the touch of a button mm. um, you you get no reward from doing it no can i i can remember like when in the 80s when i was a film collector if you wanted to film you had to go and find it yep cats just jumped off my lap she didn't <laughs> she's gone to find i think it's, it's a bit cold here so i think she's gone to find a, a radiator all right okay <laughs> All right, uh, let's crack on then. Let's. Uh, yes. So we're, we're having off. a holiday with the doctor. Uh, it, Titans are great, aren't they? I I especially like uh, episode two. Um, but yes. yeah, a holiday for the doctor. That's clever. That is, that, yeah. that, that is clever humour. Um, and I also like that the the TARDIS arrives in a barn. Yeah. And nobody else sees the TARDIS. This is great because this isn't New Who, where it will arrive in the middle of a street and nobody seems to notice it. Well, you can know? you imagine? If this was New Who, they, it would have arrived in the middle of the street, no one would notice it. It had stormed up to why it uh, showed the psychic paper and said, we're the judges from Abilene. Yeah. Um, this, this is much cleverer. Yeah, um, They land in a very nice uh, sort of livery stable set. Um, and then we get absolutely joyous performances all around. I think this is, this is by far the best existing Dodo story. Mm, yeah, I agree. Um, I think... Peter Purvis is great in this. I mean, I because I, I watched this in one go, which is this. This is a one of those Hartnells that I think sit and watch it in one go as a film because it all takes place basically in one night, mm. uh, and it works better because you you you're able to keep an eye on these characters a bit more. Uh, and I sat and watched this. So and I said I, I need to put my doctor on, and Anne sort of goes, oh, okay, on then who is it? It's like it's William Hartnell. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm put on. And I think she got quite drawn up into it. She hated the song. I was going to say, yeah. isn't it grating, the song, if oh, you listen to it all away, in yeah. one go? Uh, what was interesting, though, is um, towards the end, when Anne goes, is this song now starting to narrate it, what's happening? Because wasn't they singing this song? It's like, yeah, she goes, so they were singing a song. Was it prescient <laughs> of the future? Um, but she, she immediately saw the title and goes, is the Doctor going to be mistaken for Doc Holliday and then when he comes out holding his tooth she goes ah oh, Doc Holliday was a dentist he's going to go to the dentist isn't he and it was like brilliant this is rewarding so yeah. immediately you're thinking about it you're yeah. trying to get ahead of the script writers and again this is Donald Cotton uh, a very 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 good writer a uh, very good comedy writer doesn't get anywhere near the uh, the credit he deserves for early who no. But yeah, it's it's great, and I and I love this initial scene where the Doctor's got a toothache, but Dodo and uh, Stephen are just so happy to be in the Wild West, and then they go and change into these outfits. Oh, good lord, those uh, outfits! Yeah, well, Stephen's like, outfit. Yeah, and they're, they're yeah, it's just great. It's it's it reminds you of what fun the early stuff could do. They could get away with. Because <laughs> they weren't yeah, but, stuck in a formula at this point. Yeah, but I think this is quite accurate because, mm. like you know, the, the 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 early silent cowboy heroes like Tom Mix and that mm. they did dress like this. Yes, they had all yeah. the sequins and and studded bits on, didn't yeah. they? Well, they, they, again, this is you know, when you said this was a transition period. Yeah, it was because we were just going over into the spaghetti westerns where it was all gritty, and this is sort of a mixture of both, isn't it? You've got the 
all the tropes of the Western and Stevens, but then you've also got a lot of grit in it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like the fact um, that, that they, they go and change their clothes. Mm. Something we don't see that often in Doctor Who. That the TARDIS has got in its yeah. dressing up box cowboy yeah. outfits. You and know. I like it that, that Stephen's twirling his gun. Um, which uh, looks to be like a Remington, so nice, nice choice of gun there. And the Doctor goes, "Oh, I'll be careful with that. That's from my favourite collection." I yes. love it. The Doctor's got a collection of guns. He's got a gun collection. Absolutely. I love also that the Doctor's got toothache because he's been e eating yeah. too many sweets. That's yeah, yeah. It's, there, it's, there's a warning to the kids. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's really, it's really cleverly done. And then we get in the barn, and we get a few spread over this. This is, the, I'm presuming, some of the budget went on. A crane because they we get a crane shot. Yes, it happens um, near the end as well, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, you can understand it in the studio. I imagine they must in the BBC studios at Lime Grove. It did have a it did have a balcony, didn't it? So I, I don't know whether they somehow managed to get the camera up there or whether they were using mirrors or whatever. But it it's jarring because we're not we're used to Doctor Who being a on one level. It's all studio get, yeah, floor, yeah, exactly, isn't it? Yeah, you get this crane shot and it looks great. Um, but then, uh, yeah, um, our our sort of hero turns up uh, and shoots Stephen's gun out of his hand, and we meet uh, Mr. Werp. Mr. Werp. Brilliant. All the way through, yep. Yep. the doctor calls him Mr. Werp all the way through. <laughs> They're all excellent. Peter Purvis is excellent oh, as this yeah. bumbling gunslinger you know he wants, yes, he so wants to fulfill the role and he's just rubbish yeah it's it's great and then we cut and we meet our, uh some of our villains don't we yeah because they want to kill doc holiday yes uh, because they don't know where he is nor what does he look like yeah they know they've they know that they've been told that he killed their brother reuben um and they want to kill him but yeah they weird weirdly but also uh, it fits in with our plot. They don't know what Doc Holliday looked like, um, and and to be honest, we we sort of mentioned this on Blake Seven that you you probably wouldn't. No. You you wouldn't know. You'd you'd, you'd have to ask these people. Are you, are you Doc Holliday? Yeah. Um, but yeah. So and we we see uh, a lovely Thunderbirds reunion, don't we? Yes, we've got Parker and we got Virgil. Uh, no, John Tracy, isn't it? Uh, it's um Scott. Chaney Scott Tracy, no, it's called yeah. Scott, not John. Scott, yeah. yes, Scott Tracy and Parker, isn't it? Parker, yes, yeah. Parker's playing Charlie the Barman, playing it wonderfully. A right creepy little uh, smarmy yes. toady man. Um, Shane Rimmer is, uh, is he called Snake, Snake Eyes or something? He, he's not one of the Clantons, he's a hired gun. And he's mm. great. Uh, was he, I can't, was Shane Rimmer Canadian or actually American? No, I think he's Canadian. He's Canadian. He does good American accent. Yeah. Um, we we should rate the accents as we hear them. I think. Yeah, they are uh, variable. Variable, yes. Much like the BBC weather forecasting, they're variable. Um, yeah, we uh, we get get a little bit of um, sort of like say plot filling in that they're here to kill Doc Holliday. Um, but then yeah, we we cut back and we have a, a quite a nice little reference. Uh, to which now because Anna I said who's Tom Mix I was like oh god I feel old now yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. um, <laughs> but uh, and then Dodo's really excited because it's Wyatt Earp 
she's great in this i think she really she played there's double acts in all of this and so wyatt up and the doctor are a brilliant double act um doc and dodo are a great double act it's so it's so well done yeah we've got another double act then that's miss yeah. kate um yeah big nose kate yeah yeah um, um like I say, there's something else that rhymes with hits in this show, and uh, yes. yeah, it's Kate. Well, we, we, I think for the first time ever on, on when we do Hartnell, um, you're going to have to get out the old uh, down blousy oh, my um, goodness. still frames, aren't you? Episode two, oh good lord. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> and I, I, I love as well that, because obviously in real life, um, Big Nose Kate was uh, uh, what we would now call a sex worker. Mm. Um, and I love the reference. They make sly references, like Charlie goes, uh, oh, I've got myself a singer, but uh, she, she's always out, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> brilliant. Get in there. Um, but yeah, she's really good as well. Um, I don't recognise the actress. Um, I know she her went on... all right. <laughs> yeah, she's all right. Um, I, I know she went on to work with Benny Hill, and there's a couple oh, right. of reasons for that, I think. Yeah, I think so. Do you any saw this? I'm very much, yeah, m most yeah. probably, yes, yeah, because yeah, the real Doc Holiday, um, um, Kate wants him out of Tombstone before yeah. he's killed because she knows that the the Clanton brothers are coming, you know, yeah. uh, to kill him. So does Bat Master Masterson. We got Bat Masterson. Yeah, Bat Masterson well, was we? the uh, was the town marshal. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, because I, I, I'm presuming, like like me, you're you're a bit of a uh, you, you know a bit about the the real gunfight, mm. so-called, um, and the, the 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 way that the law was set up back then was just barking mad. So you had you had a sheriff who was appointed by the town and was generally considered corrupt. Mm -hmm. Then you had a marshal in the same town that was appointed by the county um, and was generally considered that a marshal was less likely to be corrupt, or in this case, I think Batmaston probably wasn't corrupt, but his association with the Ups possibly veer into mm. not quite a, a level playing field for anyone. Um, yeah, the, the, the way the law was set up was mad. I mean, we, yeah, we meet Bat, and um, that's, what, that's sort of one thing they get right at the end, that he doesn't take part in the gunfight. Mm. Um, because yeah, he's he's the official law, so he he couldn't do it. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's at that point. I mean, when Batmasterson appears, that's when the Doctor gives out the aliases. Uh, we've got Dodo Dupont, yeah, and Stephen Regret. I love the way Peter Purvis's face falls yes, when he calls yeah. him Stephen Regret, yeah. and Doctor Caligari. Yes, uh, Doctor Who. Yes, quite right. Yeah. Is this the first? <laughs> Other than um, in An Unearthly Child, is this the first Doctor Who joke? I'm, it, I'm sure it can't be, but yeah, it's a good one. It's yeah. a good one. Hart, Hartnell <laughs> just plays it. Super and that's when one. we get the first Mr. Werp. Yeah, that's... Mr. Werp. Yes, which I, yeah. I find endearingly wonderful. Um, but yeah, um, the, 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 the actor playing Wire, um, I think he's really good. He's, he's, in fact, other than a couple of the Clantons, who I don't think they're, they're bad performances, they're just weird. Um, I think everyone's putting their all into this. Yeah, the, 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 the actor playing Wyatt is great. And I absolutely adore this version of Doc Holliday. He's far too old. Doc He's far too 30 old. 30 when yeah. this happened. Saying that, um, 
Wyatt was 36, 37 when this mm. happened. So everyone's too old. Um, but I adore this version of Doc. I think he's up there, for me, he's up there with um, uh, the Tombstone. Oh, what's the actor's name? What, the film Tombstone? Yeah, Tombstone film. Val Kilmer. Uh, Val Kilmer. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. My, it went from my brain. Um, yeah, Val Kilmer, I think, is, is just nudges him. He's my favourite Doc Holliday. I'll be a Huckleberry. Yeah, um, but this Doc is great. I think he's really good. That moustache needs a trim, though. Yeah. It's drooping far too much, you know. Um, and co comedy gold next, when the doctor goes to the dentist oh, to, yes. to have his tooth yeah. sorted out, realises that he's the first customer, yeah. <laughs> gets rather scared and tries getting out of it. You know? Yeah, he, I, I love this. Again, Hartnell was a, was a superb comedy performer, and it's sort of forgotten... But he's he's on top form here. Yeah, he, I like it. He sees the sign. It's like, oh, that's that's not a good sign. I, I, oh, I'm feeling better. Stephen pushes him in, <laughs> and yeah, I love it when he go when the doc, doc holiday says to our doc, um, yeah, the, you're you're our inaugural customer. And so like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll just leave. Yeah, <laughs> it's brilliant. Um, and meanwhile, while that's going on, you've got Dodo and Stephen. They go to the saloon. I love the way they ring the bell and jump immediately at yes, it. You yeah. know, this is a, it's a really funny story. This. It is. There's some great. There's some great double takes in in the classic sort of British tradition. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I do like that. Um, and and yeah, they they sign into the register. And at this point, this is where the sort of the contrivance happens, isn't it? That they th when they're talking about the doctor, they yeah. think the, the Clantons think that they're talking about Holiday. Doc Holiday. Yes. Yeah, and thus our our I suppose you could call it a farce. Our farce kicks into gear in the best possible tradition, not farce as in the you know farce as in a comedy play. Yes. Yeah, and to make it worse still, I mean that's when the doctor's had his tooth pulled, and uh, Scott Tracy sees him. And uh, and calls him Holiday. Holiday. Yeah. Holiday goes to the doctor. Yes, I suppose so. <laughs> Thinking, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, are you on holiday? Saying, yeah, are you on holiday? <laughs> yes, yes. I suppose you could say that. Um, also, this is interesting as well because obviously this is this is before any of this bollocks was even thought of. Is the doctor leaves part of his body in tombstone, so they could regenerate yes. a yes. method crisis. I did doctor. think that. Yeah, we got yeah. We, we've got Doctor DNA in yeah, tombstone. Um, Big finish, if you're listening. There's a yeah. series here, you know, the Tooth Doctor. The Tooth Doctor. In fact, you could, he could, because he's, he realises he's not the Doctor. He calls himself the Dentist. You don't dentist even have to who? pay the BBC. Call, call him Dentist Who. Dentist Who, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we could, we should do this. Publish it ourselves. Let's. Ev yes. Every, every story has got loads of puns about dentistry and teeth in it. Yeah. I don't think it would last long, but. <laughs> Depends how well we drill it home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Depends how much of the story is filling. You filled that gap of jokes, yeah. Well, yeah. See, see, folks, we're on we our way. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, Let's just put a cap on that for now. Um, <laughs> You're showing great wisdom, Tooth. <clears throat> yes. Come on, let's move could, on. Move on. We could we could feature a guest appearance by K9. Oh, that's it. Oh, that that's that it. was excellent. Uh, um, 
Yeah, um, no, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. We'll <laughs> I think we've right. stalled. <laughs> right. uh, thank you. Um, Sa save yeah. it for the book. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah uh, no. we, we go back to meet the Clantons, don't we? Oh, no, before that, that um, Doc Holliday oh, yeah. overhears oh. it all. He yes. figures out what's going on, and that's why he deliberately gives the Doctor his, his gun. gun. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you're not dressed properly. <laughs> it's brilliant. Again, lovely little double act between the two Docs. They yes. Work, they spark off each other. I don't know whether Hartner had worked with this actor before, but yeah, they, they're definitely on the same wavelength. This, this is comedy gold. Yes. Um, and, and when you consider as well that this is, this is performed pretty much as live, mm. um, and their comedy timing, spot on. Yeah. You say comedy gold, right? My comedy gold, my number one moment in this story is at the beginning of episode two, which is very funnily called Don't Shoot the Pianist. Um, the comedy gold of when the Doctor meets the Clantons. He hasn't got a clue yeah. who they are. Yeah. He, they, they say, would you want a drink with us? And he goes, well, yeah, if we, if we can have a glass of milk. I'd be only too delighted. And it is William Hartnell's when they say, oh, it's the Clanton brothers. The Clanton brothers, oh dear. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh dear. Yeah, it's great. And then... Um, yeah, he get he manages with Kate's help to get the drop on them, and and that's just great as well, isn't it? Because he hasn't got a clue, sort of what he's doing. Um, weirdly, um, it, it's hard to make out completely, but it does look like that Doc's gun is a Webley, and I, I'm, I think we're close to that being anachronistic. Is it? <laughs> yes. Uh. Yeah. Uh, and then later on, when Wyatt. In, I think it's episode three or episode four, when Wyatt's getting ready for the gunfight and he takes out, and it's a, a, a crack revolver where you, you crack the barrel down. Yeah. Which, I'm not saying there weren't any, but that particular one, no. That's not right for the time era. Um, but, you know. I'll, the audience uh, wouldn't know. have known that. They no. wouldn't have known that, would they? No, no they wouldn't. No, this, so... Yeah, beginning of episode two, I get in my notes. This is where Anne guessed the plot. <laughs> okay, right. Well, so does um, Wyatt Earp and Marston, yeah. because, you know, Pop is arrested. They call yes, the Doctor yeah, Pop. Yeah, Pop. And, and, and they've worked out what Holiday yeah. is up to. They don't know where Holiday is. No. And, they're, yeah, they're using this to their own advantage as well, because they, they go along with the masquerade. You know? Yes. And it's, again, very cleverly done. So Wyatt fulfills his not lying sort of character trait by not quite telling the truth anyway he goes uh, this is my good old friend mm. duck yeah it's it's really good yeah i like um the doctor saying um people keep giving me gums i wish they yeah, wouldn't, I wish they wouldn't. <laughs> um, and then we get some some absolute which might sort of i laughed out loud at it when um the 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 clanton's discover that uh, uh, Stephen's a singer and Dodo's a pianist and um, and I do like uh, the sort of uh, the line of reasonably accomplished I thought that was funny but then when the Clantons uh, say to Stephen to, to start singing and um, he says something and then in unison they go alive that is and it's like <laughs> that's brilliant that's really well done <laughs> yes. I'll I tell you what's clever as well is it, at this point in the story, the doctor's in jail and he's yeah. quite happy to be in jail oh, because he's, he's, he's out he's of relieved. trouble, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Isn't it amazing how well 
Hartnell fits into the West. It's just, he, he looks the part, he acts the part. Yeah, the hat suits him, doesn't it? He's, yeah, he's, he's pretty much the only one. I mean, most of the hats in this are awful. They look like seaside hats. Yes. And I don't know whether it's because everyone's wearing it with the cable round their chin. Um, but, yeah, almost all the Clantons, their hats look terrible, but Hartnell's hat just suits him so well. Yeah. And his outfit wish he'd as well. done some proper westerns. Yeah, the outfit he wears yeah, as well perfect. would fit in the West, well, I, wouldn't it? Yeah, I love. I mean, I love this story as well because I'm a sucker for frock coat. I love that look, and every, everyone's sort of wearing frock coats. And I say yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll move forward a little bit where yes. Doc Holliday uh, kills Scott Tracy. Yeah, quite ruthless as well. Yeah. And actually, said she goes, um, I presume he's wounded him, and it's like no, he's killed him. So they couldn't kill people on. A children's program on a Saturday afternoon, could they? That's being yeah, played was, for laughs as yeah, well. Yeah, it, it, it was a different era, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, You wouldn't yeah. get away with it now. Well, as, as bad as that is, I mean, Stephen's going to be lynched. Yes, yeah, that was very strong. Yeah, and, um, and you notice they don't use the word lynched. No, um, necktie party. Yeah. Ne yeah, well, that was slang. That is yeah. of the time, wasn't it? That's what yes, yeah, it was slang for that. Horrendous era, really. Everyone idolises the the, the the Wild West. It must have been horrible. Yeah, I mean, more, more Deadwood than uh, than Frankie Lane songs. I yes, think. yeah. I mean, um, I mean, that's the end of episode two. Stephen's going to be killed. Um, yeah. And um, episode three, when that starts, and he is going to be lynched. If you watch, that noose doesn't go anywhere near Stephen. Um, until the moment's just about to happen and it's only near him for 15 seconds and that was yep. deliberate because there had been complaints to the BBC of you know the shows that they were showing and the films that they were filming because it was a standard, wasn't it? You would have a lynching yep. at some point and yeah. yet children in the playground were copying copy yeah. lynching, you know? So that's why the, the, it's only for a very brief time that noose went anywhere near Stephen's neck. It was to try and just back away from that and for fear of Doctor Who getting complaints about that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's both quite naive. It's got a naive charm, that scene, because they just haven't got the room to do do it properly. But it's also really grim, yeah, that, that the fact that they're going to you know, lynch one of the companions. Yeah, I mean, if, if you look at the crowd there, um, you know, there's two young girls, and you'll see that there's an older woman who, who ushers them away because she doesn't want them to see this guy yeah. hang, you know? Yeah. Um, did you know, I mean, I think this is in my behind the scenes, but I might as well say, but that, that lynch mob, one of them is Jane from Rod, Jane and Freddy. Really? I did not know. Hmm. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's a shame Bungle wasn't there. <laughs> he might have been or, in the background. George and Zip. Look, look, George, they're hanging the Blue Peter guy. Yeah, that would have been brilliant. Well, we could have had if Roy Skelton was in there yeah. somewhere. You've you, you've almost got it, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but no, everything stopped because Parr comes along, doesn't he? Old Parr yeah. Clanton arrives. Yes, um, that's, he's really good as well. He's a good actor. He is good. Yeah. He's good. But of course, that's historically inaccurate because the yes. real Parr. I think it was something like 11 weeks uh, in, in the real world. He died like 11 weeks before the events of yeah. the OK Corral. Well, as, we, as we go forward from episode three, which is called Johnny Ringo, um, 
which is you know relevant coming up um, but as we go forward yeah we start to veer more and more away from inverted commas uh, reality yeah um, as as we'll get to when we we get to the gunfight etc um, but yeah of course in in episode two which again is is a throwaway little scene what the doctor looking at the later. wanted yeah, poster there's yeah. a wanted poster of dastari um, <laughs> weird, weirdly called snake eye smith and i don't i don't know whether i, I couldn't i was going to rewind and pause but Anne was watching it as well that tends to annoy her um i don't know whether it also said his name was johnny ringo um but yeah the doc now knows what johnny ringo looks like yes it is Dastari. All he needs yeah. is those ridiculous glasses, yes. and you've got Dastari. Yeah, his accent is very variable. I think the worst accent in this is uh, Billy, Billy mm. Clanton, who is sort of the Wild West via uh, Chipping Norton, <laughs> via yeah. Somerset. Um, he's awful. Um, but yeah, uh, Johnny Ringo's not not too bad at places. And you think, okay, he's going. Oh no, it's gone. Yeah, it <laughs> slips. It yeah. does slip. And um, Stephen's accent is better than the one that he had when he was at the yeah. top of the uh, Empire State Building. Yeah. Well, it, weirdly, um, Stephen, the character, um, decides to put on an accent through most of this, except when he's talking to the Doctor or Dodo. Mm. And it's actually not a bad accent. No, um, as I say, it's better than in the Dalek yeah. story. But I do like as well that we've got to the point where the song from episode three onwards, the song is no longer just a Wild West song. It's actually narrating what we're yeah. seeing on screen. To begin with, it's like the segue. It's a musical yes. segue yeah. between two scenes, isn't it? You know, and I like this one. It's like, because um, uh, Wyatt has whacked uh, Phineas on the head uh, and they go to put him in jail. And uh, the song goes, uh, Phineas, he's gone mental. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, dear. I'll tell you what makes me go what as well is when we see uh, Johnny Ringo, he's smoking an awful lot. And that yes, seems yeah. odd in Doctor Who to see people it seems smoking. seems very odd. I mean, very odd in, a, in Doctor Who, but also in a BBC studio at the time. They had very, very strict rules on, uh, on flame in the studio. They the studios i think they thought they were more flammable than like hms victory um <coughs> they they really didn't like that but yeah it's interesting to see him lighting up and, and puffing away on his cheroot mm. um he i think he's trying to do a, a a sort of clint eastwood style role but again that hat mm. that hat is sid james from that's the it, it looks kid, like it? it looks like yeah. exactly the same one yeah, it could actually the the costume. We'd have to get a couple of photos out. The costume could be the same one. Yeah, the, the all black costume, outfit. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he kills Charlie, doesn't he? The barman, because yeah, Charlie has recognised him. Yeah, because we we've come to know Charlie as quite a, a comedic, fun character in 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 you know in the the the, the sort of mould that uh, uh, that Parker always sort of plays. Um, and it is really shocking when he gets killed. Yeah, and he just lies there for yeah. quite a long time on the yeah. bar, doesn't he? Well, I, I like that when Stephen and that come in and they, they, they're looking around for service and then he looks down and there's a, <laughs> a dead body. And then we get, of course, the, the late Hartnell scene where Charlie's been covered with a cloth and Hartnell <laughs> just rests his hand on him. And it, that's like 
Best Abbott and Costello yeah. levels yeah, of like, comedy. It's brilliant. Uh-oh. Yeah, <laughs> from Hartnell's face. Um, <laughs> we also get because this this story is a very weird mix of of re- actual more accurate than a lot of the films references, but then also is historically horribly inaccurate. It's a mix because we get mentions of the the, the citizens committee can can strip Bat Masterson of his. Uh, of his marshal's badge, etc., um, and that's it's true. There was a citizens' committee, and this, 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 this whole. The only reason we know about the gunfight, the OK Corral, because the, the actual gunfight was was a nothing, is because this town was. This was a very large town. It was split into uh, factions by the newspapers. So you, mm, you yes. had you had the pro the newspaper that was pro the wire uh, the Earps, uh, and the newspaper that was pro. Um, the cowboys, the um, the the Cochise County cowboys, because um, it wasn't just the Clantons. This this is a, an idea from the John Sturgis film that the Clantons were this sort of al- almost uh, Hills Have Eyes style inbred mutant family that were terrorising, and it wasn't quite that. They were quite low down players in this this sort of thing. Um, but yeah, the Citizens Committee very rarely gets a mention. We just get a throwaway line on it. It's, yes. it's really nice. Yes. Yeah. Um, Johnny's moved on, hasn't he? He's gone off and he's found yes. Kate. He's gone to... Uh, and he's found Kate, hasn't he? Um, yeah. And meanwhile, the Clantons go and get their brother out of jail and kill... No, they, they don't kill Warren straight off, do they? They, they no. shoot Warren. They shoot Warren. So Warren's turned up. He's... Um, He's uh, Mr. Werp's younger brother, um, um, and this this is where we start to veer into what what because yeah he he gets shot um, by the Clantons, but then dies in um, Wyatt's arms, presumably to give Wyatt a personal reason for not being a lawman at this point, um, and various other various other tellings of this do different things, but this is really weird because Warren wasn't even there and he died in 1900. And by all accounts, he was a git. He was the right <laughs> shit. Um, but yeah, they they use this as the triggering point that th- this time it's personal, isn't it? It's why, why it's he lays his badge on the line. Um, I do like though that they uh, bat and Wyatt deputise the doctor and they send him out to the Clantons. And uh, William Hartnell is great because he's sort of so chuffed. He's like, oh, I'm, in my, I'm in my capacity now as a Deputy Marshal of Tombstone. He's so happy that this has happened. Um, Sterling performance from Hartnell. Can't praise that enough. Yeah, uh, he's, this is great. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're gearing up, pushing it to this big fight because yeah, um, Warren's been killed. So for um, Wyatt and Virgil, it, this is now a personal vendetta. But also because the because um, Bat had gone to visit the Clantons, he had seen that Johnny Ringo was there, and then the Doctor says that um, Kate was there. So of course Doc thinks that Kate's been sort of run off or kidnapped by. Yeah, he's not happy, is Johnny. he? Yeah, because because she used to go out with Johnny. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether going out meant she charged him a bit less. I'm not, <laughs> it could be a euphemism. Um, but yeah, so it's, so now it's this is a personal vendetta all round. Um, and it's it's quite thrilling, isn't it? It does build up. 
because you know what's coming, yeah. don't you? Yeah, you do, yeah. Yeah, and, um, you know, Pa stays with Stephen and Kate. Yes. When the brothers ride off to the OK Corral. You only hear the horses riding off, don't, don't yeah, you? Yeah, we, yeah they, they, they can't afford the horses for more than a couple of episodes. Um, and, and Pa's quite, he's like, well, as long as it's um, my boys against the Wyatt, uh, the Earps, the I, I should just call him Werp, against yeah. the Werps, um, that's fine. And then um, I think the Doctor says that Doc's with them. And that's it. You can see Pa Clanton's face falls in because he knows his, his kids are going to be killed. His now. boys are going to die now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, apart from the intervention of um, Dodo to, you know, warn Doc about Ringo, I yeah. mean, from now, from now on, it's a conventional yeah, cowboy conventional TV Western, show. There's, yeah. there's no more Doctor Who now. This is a Wild West show, isn't it? Yeah, because you could have so easily had the Doctor... Um, go to the gunfight and participate it in a, and they don't. They, they sort of they peel away the Doctor Who part and goes, "Yep, you're over there. We're having our western." It's got to and, play yeah. out, yeah. And um, yeah, it, and it's actually um, pretty good compared because there, there's issues with this final fight, and I think it's more in the the editing because I think given ten minutes and the footage, I could edit it so it makes a lot more sense. Because I think the, the everything you need is there. It's just slightly weirdly edited. Like so you see the the clan uh, the 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 Earp gang walking towards the Clantons. The Clantons start opening fire. And that goes on for about twenty seconds before the Earps go, let's duck down. Let's duck it. And it feels yeah, it feels like it that shouldn't have been edited that way. It's like as soon as they, if you had to cut it so as soon as the Clantons open fire they then duck down. It's mm. like, okay, but it's actually a really good gunfight. Um, the only niggle I've got yeah. with it, um, watching it now, and of course, if I watched it back then, I wouldn't think yeah. about it. Is who's reloading all the guns? Because those guns are firing non-stop, aren't yes. they? Yes. Yeah. You know? I mean, to be to be fair, it wasn't just Doctor Who suffering from that. I, I literally watched. Um, I've been watching the. Uh, it's a TV show called The Great, and it's about Catherine the Great, and it's a comedy show. And um, Nux is in it as as um, uh, as uh, Peter the Great, right. and he, he's this absolutely narcissistic nut job. It's brilliant. It's a really good show. Um, but they they had an episode um, the other night that was on. We watched it, and they, they, of course it's all flintlocks. Mm. And he's going round and he shoots like five people with two flintlocks without reloading. <laughs> Yes, that I remember the mind. magazines yeah. on a flintlock. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah, the pump-action flintlocks of the day. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're in this. If you count the shots, because we we get this cutaway to <coughs> me, where the doc is is, is going to draw down on Ringo because Ringo wants to is, has gone behind them and he wants because it turns out Ringo is a backshooter. Mm. Um, I don't. I, that seems a very near the knuckle joke to me for this time where he goes. I, I never figured you Ringo for a backshooter. Um, and then we get cut away and and there's this lovely little scene where Dodo rescues Doc and it's really good but in the background it's like machine gun fire going off isn't it it's like bang 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 are they not hitting each other or maybe 50 other gang members all suddenly turned up I don't know know. perhaps if it had panned round there would have been an old um 1960s Ford Popular with a popping <laughs> exhaust. 
Well, that's it. I mean, the gunfight happens, doesn't it? And as you yeah. say, historically, totally inaccurate because the only three people that were killed was uh, yeah. Billy. I think it's Billy Clanton and two brothers, weren't they? Yeah, the, um, the to Mac do with them, Clary brothers. That's it. Um, yeah, but in this, everyone dies. Uh, all the Clantons die. Um, Finney, yeah, Billy's shot first. He takes a bit to die. Even Ansich goes, he's, he's over-egging that. Yes, he was, so, yeah, wasn't he's he? Getting, getting his part. Um, then Phineas gets shot, and then Ike tries to run away. And does quite a nice tumble. Um, yeah, except the staircase does wobble an awful lot. Yeah. You know? But to be fair, it may have done in real life. Yes, yeah. It was an old Yeah, staircase. that's true. That's true. Yeah. And it was John, 1881. Yeah, Johnny Ringo gets killed by Doc and gets a wonderful last line of... Um, I'll do better next time. And then dies. dies. <laughs> Brilliant. It's great. Old, old Doc's loving it, isn't he? That, oh, you know, he's, he's killed him. Yeah. yeah, he is good. He is yeah. good. Yeah. And that's our story over. I mean, it, yeah. it ends with them going in the TARDIS and we get a bit of a um, the run-in for the next story, which will be yes. the Savages. Savages, yeah. Um, yeah, we get a nice little final scene where Doc's going to leave town with Kate um, and he says goodbye to the, the Doctor and then they go back in the TARDIS. I, I, I do... I, every time we come back to the Hartnells, it's like a, a, a loving embrace. Because I like these beginning and end scenes. Mm. We don't get that now, really, do we? Or it's a joke. or it's a, And it, it's just nice. Tie it up. Yes. Tie it up. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. That's the Gunfighters. The Gunfighters, um, yes. Yeah, much thoroughly maligned. enjoyable four episodes that was. Yep, I, I no sure at all to watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I enjoyed each one. Uh, really, really good stuff. Yeah, I think the guest cast. I think the the only person that isn't good, which is saying something for a, a whole cast. The only person that isn't good is Billy Clanton. Mm, yeah, um, he's not great. I don't, I, and it's not even just his accent. I just don't think the guy is a particularly great actor. Everyone else is really, really good. Their accents go up and down like a roller coaster. Um, but they're really good and also I think there's some standouts like I say the, the, the actor that plays Wyatt um, the actor that plays Bart is good uh, Bart Masson is good Bart Bart Simpson <laughs> um, and like I say this is my second favourite Doc Holiday ever um, he's great I tell you I what could, I could watch a whole series with him in. yes you, you, you have disappointed me slightly uh, over tonight's recording, because you've mentioned, yeah, Tombstone, the Val Kilmer one, you know, the Sturges version and everything. Not once have you mentioned Spectre of the Gun. Uh, well, I thought about it, and and I suppose it's now is a good time to bring this up, because this sort of shows the two differences. So, yeah, Star Trek Season 3, generally regarded as the worst season ever, um, they did an episode where uh, the Malkotians send Kirk and the entire bridge crew... Uh, for some reason, um, back to to be judged, and they they pick this out of Kirk's brain, um, and they send him back to the the OK crowd. And because the budget wouldn't stretch it, they could they turned it into a sur surreal town. Yes. So they had frontage, and it's brilliant. It's one of the best Star Trek episodes. Um, it's great characters, and it's just weird that they did a, a similar one around the same sort of time. Now it's two years yeah. later. Two years Star later, Trek yeah. did. Did it, yeah. Um, and they're both great episodes, and they handle it differently, completely differently. Um, but none of those actors in that show are very memorable 
it's definitely about the regular cast. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, you could, I, I don't remember many of the other actors in it, um, but yeah, it, it, it's a different take on it. Um, do you but think both do you, very enjoyable? Yeah. Do you think Spectre of the Gun would have benefited from a song by Yahura every like? I reckon so. Yeah. Minute or so. Yeah. Or Spock. Or even Shatner. Shatner. <laughs> it's your last chance to. With Dying. Spock on Vulcan uh, harp, yeah. playing and along. Spock singing about Bilbo, Bilbo <laughs> Well, um, there we go. Does, we got a star, it does have my, star Trek one of my mention. Favorite, uh, my favorite uh, scenes in where Doctor McCoy um, creates this um, drug to knock people out, and they decide to give it Scotty to test it, <laughs> and he's just happily glugging it. He thinks it's like, well, this is actually pretty good. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's a good, good show. We're, again, worth if. If you're if you've not seen that episode of Star Trek, uh, and you've been put off by it, yeah. but no, no, yeah. no, it's good fun. It's good fun. It is, yeah, very colourful. Yes, yeah, and very surreal, as you say. It's yeah. just the fronts of buildings, yeah, isn't no, it? And it? And that works to its advantage. It, I think yeah. if they'd have done a realistic one, where they travelled back in time, uh, I don't think it would. Yeah, worked. if they went out on um, yeah. Paramount's lot and and did yeah. it all as if it was for real, it would look like yeah. something from would, Little House on the Prairie because, or something, um, won't it? The connection there is uh, is DeForest Kelly played Morgan. Mm. I think it was Morgan, one of the Earps in um, Gunfight at the OK Corral. Yeah. Let's let's have a, let's go through the various Gunfight films and see what you think. So, my darling Clementine. I don't think I've ever seen it. You've never seen it. Classic film. Nothing to do with reality. That is so. Watch that. If you think this has got a few things wrong, watch that. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. But a good film. Again, with a song in it. Um, if you don't like the song "My Darling Clementine," you're going to hate it. It does. I don't like that song. <laughs> oh dear. Um, John, uh, Sturgis, Gunfight at the OK Corral. Yep, good film. I love that. Yeah, Kirk Douglas uh, is um, is macho best. Um, yeah, very good film. Enjoy it. Good Frankie Lane song. Boot Hill. Boot Hill. You are going to so sing quiet. tonight. <laughs> He's off. So He's still. Off. <laughs> Side by side, there they lie, the killers who don't... Yeah, see, I know, I, I used to have a laser disc, I used to watch it all the time. Um, Can I name one? Stay? Yeah, go on. You know uh, the Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good film. That's a yeah, good film. Enjoy that, enjoy that. Anything with James Stewart in is good. Yeah, anything with Clint Eastwood in is good. Yeah. Um, the... Um, Wild uh, Bunch. That's a shootout. Yeah, I know. I was never really a fan of the Wild Bunch. I don't, I'm not a great fan of Sam Peckinpah films. I think he's, he's a, rather he's, overrated. Yeah, I think so. He's a bit. He's a bit too enamoured of the uh, of the slow motion scene. Yeah, and once yeah, you've seen so, one, you've seen them all. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I think the most boring depiction of of the gunfight though is um, the uh, the the uh, Wyatt Earp film with Kevin Costner. Oh God, that was a slog. Uh, about six hours in, I've sort of had enough. <laughs> and it's like, where have we got to? Why he's still at school? <laughs> oh, that was a yes, slog. Awful. I thought Dances with Wolves was long, but oh, oh boy. God. Have you ever mm. seen The Postman? Uh, I tried watching it. Mm. it, it, it it's the same with Waterworld. It's like, yeah. oh no, no, he can't. No, not Kevin Costner. Waterworld, no. we should do Waterworld for Mad Max in character, but Waterworld is just Mad Max on the water. It and is. you always forget how boring it is. So you go, I'll give it another watch. And you get uh, about no. an hour in and you say, oh, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to Doctor Who. Back to Doctor Who. Yes, uh, Earth Dates then. 1881 yes. Tombstone. 
All right. Anyone, uh, anyone nearby that we know of? Very close. We almost got a, a, a match. Only two years before yeah. the Doctor was around, he was in Scotland for Tooth and Claw. It oh, was the 10th Doctor, two years before this, that, in 1879. Which, of course, was the uh, the Zulu War year. Yes. One of my, my favourite wars. <laughs> uh, behind the scenes. Yep. Um, yep, we've said about, you know, David Graham, who's going to pop up in City of Death is, in yeah. 1979. Yep. And, of course, the voice of Parker and many others, really. Yes, yeah. Um, very thin man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. His face never matches his voice no, to me. No, not at all, no. Hmm. Um, Doc Holliday, right, yes. in this, played by Anthony Jacobs, uh, who's got a son called Matthew, who, who came along to the set during the making of The Gunfighters, yeah. and Matthew wrote the script for the Paul McGann Doctor Who movie. Really? I did not know that. Yeah, that, How interesting. there's a connection. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, we've said Lawrence Payne, you know, Dastari yes, in Dastari, Two Doctors, yeah. and of course Linda Barron. Yes, singing the song. the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's I in think, Enlightenment. Yeah, Captain what, Rack, wasn't she? Captain Rack. Yeah, what a rack. Um, Nurse Gladys Emanuel, of course. Yes. I imagine they must have paid her a bit for this song because they get their money's worth out of it. I, I think I read somewhere. This might, I might be misremembering this, but I didn't. I think somewhere they did think about issuing it as a single, didn't they? Did they? Yeah, I think so. I, I got a feeling. Some, I might be wrong. Can, I seem I, to, yeah. Do you think she would have appeared on top of the pops if it was a success so. then? With with William Hartnell with dancing William behind. <laughs> Blimey. Um yeah, no, I said, you know, Jane from Rod Lane Jane and yeah, and Freddie. Um yeah, she she's there because um she was the daughter of the director, uh oh, right. Rex Tucker. Um yeah. That's why she's I in, get, in the crowd. I always get Rex Tucker confused with the Four Feather Fools guy. What was his name? Tex Tucker. Was it Tex Tucker? Tex Tucker, I think, yeah. Okay. Um, Rex Tucker's a great name for a cowboy director, though, isn't it? Well, Rex, yeah. just Rex alone, is great for a, a cowboy. Yeah. And I thought this was very interesting, right? The real big nose Kate, yes. okay, died at the age of 90, right, in 1940, okay? Wow. When William Hartnell was 32, all right, so this is an instance where a historical character was actually still alive within the lifetime of a Doctor Who actor. That's amazing. So, yeah, yeah so William Hartnell could have met Big Nose Kate. Yes. I yeah. don't think he would have approved of her uh, shenanigans. Her life, yeah. Mm. All right. She's a strumpet. <laughs> She's a strumpet, sir, a strumpet. Yeah. Um, so. We're going to do now on our tallies what we did last week with Tobias Vine and Packer in yeah. that because they're pretty much, you know, um, just historical outfits. Yeah. We can't really do much with design. So we're just going to jump to their adversary ratings on okay. on these. And um, I don't know if you want to clamp, clamp all the Clantons together. Uh. And then do Johnny Ringo, or do you want to do each one let's in do, turn? Let's do each one, because yeah. All right. Um, okay, Which so one do you want to talk let's about go, first? Let's, let's go in age order. So Billy Clanton. Um, my notes here is young and stupid, terrible accent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sort of sums well. Oh, that yeah, does. He, yeah, I, I, the actor is not good. 
Um, his accent is by far, and I think when people refer, they have seen this and refer to, oh, it's it's so badly acted. This is who they're thinking of because he does, especially in episode one, he gets a, the bulk of the dialogue scenes when they're in the uh, Last Chance Saloon, and he's he's universally terrible and not believable. So Billy Clanton for me, um, he gets a two. A two, yeah, I gave him a three. Um, yeah. Because to me, it's like something out of uh, Blazing Saddles. Yes, yeah, isn't it? It's, it's just not. The, it, it's almost, it's almost school play, cowboy acting. It, well, he her, I is a cowboy. Yeah, I mean it. It is a pastiche, and therefore yeah. you've got to have someone like that. So I guess yeah. that's the role, Billy. Not, yeah, not no, not sort of disparaging the actor because you don't know what he was. This might be exactly what the director wanted from him. True. I don't True. know. I just didn't enjoy his character at all. No, no. Who do you want to do next? Uh, Phineas. Uh-huh. Um, so this is this is the um, which again has not aged very well. The comedy stutter. No. Uh, Clanton. Um, although it has to be said that the two jokes they do where he's stuttering are really well done, but it is making fun of someone with a speech impediment. So and I think both of them, days, yeah. Um, yeah, both of them were created during rehearsals. Really? I don't oh, think they right. were scripted okay. at all. Yeah, I like Phineas. He gets a great scene in the jail cell um, with uh, Warren. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really like him. I think he works well. Um, He's going to get a five for me. I gave him a four. Okay. All right, so that's four and a half. Who's next in your sights? Uh, so Ike. Yeah. Um, Ike is, this is a difficult one, because some of the scenes he does, he's really good, and he does come across as menacing. And in other scenes, he's, he comes across not so good, and like he's forgotten to do the accent and that. So he's, he's a bit of a mixed bag for me. So Ike... When he was good, he was good, but when he was bad, he was like, eh. so he, to me, he gets a four. That's what I gave him, yeah. Okay, four for Ike. Should we do Par next? Par, yeah, I, I, I like Par. He doesn't get a lot of scenes, to be honest. Um, but he, he reminded me so much of one of the Spaghetti Western villains um, who wore a bowler hat and he was the Irishman. I think it was in the first... Uh, Clint Eastwood, which I can never remember whether it's a fistful of dollars or for a few dollars more. I Whichever think it's the fistful. I think it's yeah, fistful. Yeah, there's, there's an Irish fellow in it, and he reminded me so much of him, and to be fair, it could be the same, it's around the same time, it could be the same actor. Um, yeah, I think he, he plays it 100% straight. He does. He puts his all into it. Um, so, I uh, Pa is, even though he's not in it a lot, he's going to get five and a half from me. Well, I gave him six and a half. Ooh. All right. Um, he reminds me of somebody as well, but somebody from the Hammer films. There was a oh, guy who was always like an extra in the yeah. Hammer films, but I, I, I can't... It could be, because that, that that's definitely the time, isn't it? The Hammer films were on. Yeah. It yeah. could well be. All right. Who does that leave? Um, Johnny uh, Ringo? Johnny, Johnny yep. Ringo. Let, let's um, do I Johnny like Ringo. Ringo's. Do you remember Ringo's? Oh, they were lovely. I like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, um, Cheese and onion and pickled onion ones. The pickled onion ones were best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. would make you sweat, wouldn't they? That's a crisp that would make you sweat. You, you couldn't eat them without a drink. No, no, definitely not. Your mouth would be a disaster area at the end of it. <laughs> um, Johnny Ringo. So not my favourite Johnny Ringo. Uh, Michael Bean, of course, is yes. an amazing Johnny Ringo. That final scene when Val Kilmer just shoots him in the head and then whirls him on. Ah, oh, it's brilliant. 
Uh, yeah, he's the best. He would be getting much higher rates. I, I think he does all right, old uh, uh, Mr. Payne. Um, his accent is all over the place, but he is he is sort of menacing. He is threatening. Um, so for me, he gets a six and a half. I gave him a seven. Wow. Well, I mean, he's, yeah. I yeah. Don't, I don't think you're wrong. All right. Well, that's six point seven five. All right. Well, we've got to but put we're them. Not, in... We're not. Yeah, we're not doing the the herbs, are we? No, no, no. Because they're not adversaries, are they? You no, know, because Doc Doc to me would be probably a ten out of ten. That would screw our poles all up. Uh, yes. Do. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we've got to put them in their caravans now. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. All, all right. right. I, they're not all going to be in the same caravan. No, this because is, they've all got different good. scores. Yeah. All right. So are you ready? Ready. Let's go. Let's go from the bottom upwards, shall we? Okay. So, so bottom caravan, the nearest one to the um, silage pit is uh, Billy. Yeah, he Billy, deserves it. Billy Clanton. Um, and that's a two and a half. So he's sharing a caravan with the Nymon. Okay, <laughs> that fits. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Oh. Sorry about that. That, that. that was the next one down. No, Ratcliffe. He's with Ratcliffe. Okay, yeah. Ratcliffe with, would order him around, yeah. wouldn't he? He would, yeah, yeah. Because the first thing, first thing Billy would do going in caravan would be to shoot some holes in the ceiling like an Egypt. Yes. But yeah, I think Ratcliffe. I think Ratcliffe would would do him good. He could put a bit of discipline in him. Yeah, and get this for a coincidence. He's uh, he he's with the songstress himself. He's with Captain Rack. Really? Yes. Oh, at least they can have a little sing along. But, <laughs> Billy Clanton is sharing. Uh, wow. Uh, who would have thought that would have worked like that? <laughs> Small world in our caravan site. Yes, indeed. Right. At four, we have Ike Clanton. Yep. And he's in a caravan with Kaftan. That's Tomb of the Cyberman, okay. yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. Oh, he'd be trying to chat her up. Yeah. Uh, not the next one. That's the Fisher King. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. <laughs> All right, so that's that one. Next one, um, four and a half... Phineas at 4.5. Yeah, he's sharing a caravan. He is with the Abominable Snowman version Yeti okay. and the Vervoids. That's not the most exciting. No, no, I'm not sure what Phineas would make of that. No, no. All right. Um, and then next one up, we have Par Clanton. Yeah. He's at number six. Number six, we have Chassini. Oh, he's going to love that. Yes. The Drashigs. Oh, yeah. And the Lava Gun, or the Larvae Gun. You oh. know, from... You couldn't, um, quick, you couldn't quick draw one of them, could you? No, not really, no. All right, so that's that. And then finally, we have the Ringo Kid at 6.75. Right, we have... Oh, <coughs> it, it'll turn on the charm with the Catkin. Oh, right, yes. Oh, dear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're um, get a cat fight there, aren't Yeah, he's not going to get anywhere with the Smilers, you know, those... No. Um, oh, I don't think he would trust him. He doesn't seem... He seems to me the sort of person that is not going to trust someone that smiles all the time. No, and um, Lytton. Oh. oh. They're rivals. I, th I think you've got rivals there. They could they'd be rivals. They would all start a partnership. Yeah. Yeah, I could see them getting on, you know. And then he won't be getting on with the last one, Sill. No, no, I don't think he would. He would. I think he would try and persecute poor Sill. <laughs> All right, so that's that. Um, what else have we got? Oh yes, 
does this, I know you like this story, but is it yeah. in your top ten? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it deserves to go in there. Shall we go... Um, from the bottom, bottom upwards? Top? Yeah, see, see where we get with it. All right, at the bottom you've got Revelation of the Daleks. Oh, it's a shame to lose that, but yeah, let's, let's go up. Uh, the Three Doctors is at number nine. Go up. Um, Web of Fear. Ooh. We're getting into sticky... Yeah, this, as much as I love this, does it does it compare to Web of Fear? Let's let's pin the Web of Fear a second. What's above Web of Fear? I think we're in the Daleks. Oh no 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 no. Okay, just below Web of Fear. Sorry, Revelation. I didn't think you'd last long. All right. So is that Revelation to get knocked out by the gunfighters? Is it a revelation? Yeah, is that a revelation? This is this is a absolutely cracking brilliant enjoyable story um so i think it's fair will it go into your top 10 or did uh, the no put no in, i know? did think about it but no whereabouts um, do you reckon if you if you put them all in order where about would it be in the 20s or uh yeah because it's fun isn't it mm, it's huge fun huge fun if you want to be um cheered up yeah that would certainly do it wouldn't it i think so it's, it's a really enjoyable on a wet you know wet sunday afternoon Bung this on for ninety minutes. Well, you've got a bit of toothache. Or yeah, a bit like of toothache. That. Yeah, it's good. It, it it really is a good, a good story, um, and and not well served by fan opinion. I don't think. In this yeah, case. It, like Ian said earlier, you know, if if you've never seen it before and you have access to it, or yeah. BritBox or whatever, um, and you've been put off by you know just the thought of it, um, give it a go, give it a chance, yeah. say. Yeah, I think so. I I I, th I think it holds up incredibly well. I think um, it's kind of appropriate because at number ten now you've got the three doctors, and then you've got this story which has the two doctors. That's true. Yeah, the yeah. two docs. Yeah. All right. So that's uh, that's that, yep. I think that's us done. Yep, we're done for the day. All right. Done for the day. So done next day. next time is um, uh, a pat on the head. It's Troughton. It is Trouty Boy, yeah, and it's your um, choice. Yeah, so so a little clue. I think you'll get this, to be honest. What if I went, Heidi, hey, campers? Heidi, oh, the, is it the Macro Terror? It is, yes. The Macro Terror. Yeah. I was wondering now, when yeah. we were going to get round to that and well, how we're going to get round <laughs> to deal with this. <laughs> well, I um, we're getting into a difficult situation with Troutons because there's not that many left that exist, if no. any that aren't covered under other sort of things um, and I've been put off choosing this one for a bit not not for any sort of choice reason or anything like that but the macro do come back in a David Tennant they story, do it that one with the catkin it is the catkin but I think it's so tenuous and it's such a throwaway it is isn't it, it no, well, it's like the trees yeah. of Androzani isn't yes, it it didn't yeah, have to be that to do with it. Yeah. and they don't look like the macro they don't act like the macro. I think they've got. So I, I think I'm okay in choosing this, and we, we just treat that as an aberration. All right. So we just watch this one. Um, but I suppose we've got to watch the animated one. Well, do I don't. We watch the I don't own the animated really? one. No, I, I, I've never got round oh. to it. But I think what I would rather do, because we are going to be, yeah. you know, discussing the design of them yes i think what i'd rather do i mean i've got my lost in time where you've got all the bits but yeah i think i'll watch the loose cannon one in oh, conjunction right, okay. with uh, in that the, case because i'm familiar with the animated one i'll watch the loose cannon one as well i think i think there is a reconstruction on the disc but i'll uh, 
Uh, it's on YouTube, isn't it? Loose Cannon, I think. I think so, yes. Yeah. But it's so, also on the Loose Cannon site as well. So That's true. Yeah. So, um, All the yeah, let, okay, we'll, we'll watch that. And obviously it's the macro. Um, hopefully we won't get too crabby <laughs> discussing it. <laughs> but haven't we, we've got two adversaries in that, though, haven't we? Because we've got the... Isn't that the... Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm confusing it. I'm thinking reconstructions. We've already done it. The one... The seaweed monster with all the shaving foam. Oh, that's Fury from the Deep. That's Fury from the Deep, yeah. isn't it? Yes, yeah. No, um, I'm sorry. I'm getting no, too this mixed is, up. I mean, you, you could... Because there is the... the um, rather like the Borad, the Macra use a, an old man figure on the television screens and that. So you could... I don't... Yeah, we could cover him as well. But I think Let's it watch just, it and then we'll discuss yes, it on the night, yeah. shall we? All right, yeah. macro terror it is then. Yeah. Yeah. Will we? Uh, will we be uh, getting a dose of the crabs? Do you reckon? Mm. Or will we have? Will we have claws to regret it? Oh, very good. That's very not good. bad for this time of night, is it? Yeah. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Pretty good for eight o'clock on a Tuesday <laughs> night. <laughs> yes, I didn't have to shell out for paneling oh. for anything for that one. I was no. desperately trying to think of a pun involving crustacean, but that'd be pushing it, wouldn't it? Really. <laughs> All right, okay, folks. Yep, join yes. us next time. And uh, yeah, with Mr. Troughton. All right. Mr. Troughton. Nice one. Right. See you Thanks then, Ian. Then. Right. Bye bye. bye.